The word of God for our meditation is recorded in Revelation chapter 22. Look, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me to repay each one according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have right to the tree of life and so that they may enter through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, that is, the sorcerers, the adulterers, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears this say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wants the water of life take it as a gift. The one who testifies about these things says, yes, I am coming soon. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, this time of year, many of us are thinking of coming home. On the radio, we hear an old song as part of the holiday playlist, I'll be home for Christmas. Are you looking forward to coming home? As we reach the end of the semester, and as we face final papers and tests, many of us are eager to come home and rest and to celebrate Christmas with our families during break. This week also marks the beginning of Advent, which means coming. The message of Advent is Jesus is coming. We prepare once more to celebrate his coming to us as a baby at Christmas. But Advent also directs us to look forward to his coming again as judge at the end of the world. Are you looking forward to Jesus' second coming? Rather than reacting with fear and trembling in the face of coming judgment, our text portrays the church with anticipation, calling out, come, praying that our Lord come quickly. Jesus is coming to bring us home. In his first coming, Jesus enters our earthly home. The image of the tree of life in our lesson takes us back to mankind's original home, the Garden of Eden. In the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve were expelled from their original home after they fell into sin. Since they ate of the tree that they were commanded by God not to eat from, God banished Adam and Eve from the garden. He prevented them from the eating of the tree of life and living forever in a state of separation from God. As a result of this fall into sin, we are born in a state of sinfulness and rebellion and alienation from God. In order to bring us back home, back into the household of God, God's Son, the everlasting Word, the Alpha and the Omega, came to earth 
to be part of a human family. At Christmas, we celebrate Jesus' birth as the baby born in Bethlehem, the city of David, as the root and offspring of David. Into our world of sin and darkness, Jesus came as the bright morning star, the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world, who shines on us the light of his love and grace. As the true Lamb of God, he shed his blood for us to wash our robes from the stain of sin and make us spotless and clean in God's sight. Since Jesus has brought us back into God's family by his perfect life and innocent death, he takes, when he takes us home to live with him forever in heaven, we will be invited to eat from the tree of life freely. On the last day, Jesus is coming to bring us our eternal reward. One thing we look forward to at Christmas is the exchanging of gifts. Some popular Christmas songs sound like the gifts we receive at Christmas will depend on our actions, that we will be placed on a good list or a naughty list. Reading the words of our text, that he will give everyone according to what he has done, we might wonder how our works measure up. However, those who see Jesus as our Redeemer and not simply as judge have nothing to fear. By repentance and faith in Christ, our sinful works will be covered by his perfect works. When Jesus comes again, he will bring with him his reward, his undeserved gifts. This reward is the gift of eternal life in God's holy presence, earned for God's people by the death and resurrection of the Lamb. Salvation is by God's grace and not because of anyone's supposed good works. This reward Jesus has earned by his perfect life, his innocent suffering and death, and now he freely gives it to all believers. But those who re refuse this invitation and his free gifts are pictured as outside. They did not heed the advent call to repentance and continue to cling to the works of darkness. They are called dogs, but not the same word for the house pet, but the word for mangy, ugly, wild, stray, feral dogs that roam the streets in a pack. What a picture of what it means to cling to sin and unbelief. What a vivid warning to repent and trust in Christ. But even here, we find a wonderful promise for those blessed to be inside the gates of the holy city, New Jerusalem. Never again will we be tempted or injured by evil as we dwell in God's house forever. What are we doing to prepare for Jesus coming again.
In order to prepare for Christmas, we do many things. We buy gifts, we decorate a tree, we clean our homes, cook a special meal and so forth, send out invitations. The last section of our text shows us that Jesus comes to us now in his gospel to prepare us for his coming at the last day. Renewed by the Holy Spirit through the word, the church, the bride of Christ, responds to Jesus' promise to come by crying out, come. We can't wait to be with you. Come quickly. And in answer to our prayer, the Lord invites us by the gospel. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wants the water of life take it as a gift. Jesus invites us and all sinners to quench our spiritual thirst with the water of life as he continually comes to us now in his life-giving word and sacraments. And as we receive Jesus' forgiveness in word and sacrament, we, des- we wait for the Lord's return with ever more eagerness and longing. We want our Lord to return now. And we also cry out to others to join us in drinking from the waters of salvation by God's grace through faith in Christ. For the time granted to us by God is short. Although most people in our world either dread or try to ignore that final day, we eagerly hope and earnestly pray for that final day to come. We are praying that he will also come to us daily as the morning star to dispel our darkness. We are praying that he will come daily to wash us clean and to quench our thirst. And he answers us through the means of grace to strengthen and preserve our faith. The Savior answers this prayer not just on the last day, but daily he comes to us. And how we need that in a world where the dogs on the outside are constantly barking for us to join them. How urgent then is this prayer that Jesus come to us daily until that day when in his final coming he takes us home. At mealtime, many of us pray, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. We are praying for Jesus to join us and bless this food we are about to receive. In the early church, an ancient writing called the Didache, or teaching, included the prayer during the celebration of the Lord's Supper, Maranatha, which means, come, O Lord. Here the church looked to Jesus coming with his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins, but even more, the church and indeed each Christian should be moved to pray regularly that this day today is the day that Jesus will keep his promise. Yes, I am coming soon. Jesus is coming to bring us home. Truly, this is an eagerly anticipated homecoming. Amen. Please rise for prayer. Stir up, we beseech you, your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and be saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.